I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. Civilization is the domestication of man. Hello, this is TNG. Welcome to the Civilization Podcast, Episode 7, Cryptography. And today I have with me Salzburg Gold, the one and only Dapey Dapey, aka Thrice Ace Hermes. And for the first time on a TNG podcast, I have Yggdrasil, or Yiggy Pop, as he's known on the server. Too much pressure, man. Too much yeah, pressure. Did, did you see the 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 dog coins like Shiba Inu and Vitalik moving a billion? Yeah, I did. I, I was. I'll I'll say you know what my you know my thoughts on it. I think that'll be. I think everybody will be interested in that. So what I'm thinking is, I don't think I don't think it's all just gonna crash and go to zero because if if he were to donate one billion in you know Shiba tokens and if Shiba just tanked the next week and that token was worth a hundred million, his donation would look it looks silly because he you know he probably you know he could have donated an Ethereum or a stable coin or whatever, but he chose to use meme coins. So I, I don't know. It depends whether I mean I think the whole Dogecoin thing was staged. That was a whole thing that was planned. You know they were all in on it. It all got pumped. They all made money. But I was wondering could it could be that the likes of Shibu and Akita were organic and you know but they were just wanted to put the kibosh on it because they weren't making any money of it that thought occurred to me and then the other thought was there's all thing planned from the start and vitalik's gonna you know send a billion dollars to this guy in india and then get a piece of that there's I mean, these charitable foundations you know we all know what they're like Oh yeah, you know this COVID relief—that's totally yeah, I mean, suspicious. Yeah, just money laundering, or it could be. But I, but on face value, I, I still don't think he would. You know, if he's doing that, I don't, I don't think it's in his best interest to take the coin right away. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe, but I mean, we don't—we're not billionaires, so maybe we're not thinking about billionaires. No, I yeah, definitely, we definitely don't know. And I guess you know, from a normie perspective, if his donation were, you know, if it were to tank in value and it's worth half as much uh that it'd be bad pr and you know then how would these poor in you know these struggling indians be able to get money if they can't cash out their shiba if shiba lost all their value so maybe maybe he was short you know maybe he didn't i, I feel like somebody him like that deep in crypto he would see that coming so i, I that from one way this could be a, a good long-term play because it'll get global attention, and these little doggy coins are helping the the poor people in India. 
I'll tell you my, my long-term, well, medium-term conspiracy theory on the meme coins at the moment. Because I've noticed on Binance and Bitchery, which are the listeners are two exchanges, they are promoting the hell out of not just Doge, but they're doing now this new Akita coin and they're doing Shiba coin. And they're just putting on this, what's it called? A Doge on Mars. And they've got these banners up all the time advertising them. And they're running competitions where if you're in like all three of them, then you can win prizes each week. And if you put a certain amount in, you can win prizes. And they are promoting them so heavily. So my thought is, is that we have a, a speculative bull market anyway. And by and these dog coins are now being promoted in the media. So my thought is, is that as well as the normal bull market where you get a bubble form and a crash, they are going to pump the hell out of these meme coins because the bull market's got a long time to go. And then when those ones crash, because it will be mainly retail money coming in, starting from now as well, a lot of retail money because of all the media attention. And that will be the perfect excuse when that crashes and a lot of retail lose money and say, for the governments to step in and say, we are going to regulate this system. These are the coins which we are going to recognize and these are the ones we, that we're not going to because they always seem to have to have some like fear-based event which they planned for people to go, oh, we need the government to step in because this is what this bad thing has happened. I think that might be part of the meme coin promotion agenda. Problem with action solution. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the, that ties in with me. I mean, see if you go back to the, the last, and they try to find meme coins and, you know, they're going to use that as their... You know the fake problem with the real solution. I'm just wondering, like, how they would, how would they do that? Would they say, you know, Coinbase would come in, and be like, right, you know, you can't send your Ethereum to any external wallet anymore because most of these meme coins, you're gonna buy them off like a Uniswap or. Well, thing is, like, any government solution is basically just taking money from you. So I mean, it's basically the solution will, will be in some fashion them taking a larger cut, a larger piece of the pie. Because government only has one solution to every problem. You can save the world if if only you if only we give the government more money that will that that will save all the problems <laughs> in the world. It's the it's the only solution, and they can enact any solution by their magic of having people in the room putting their hands up and voting on something and writing it down on a piece of paper. So at any point they want, they could write down on a piece of paper like an act of legislation which outlaws certain whichever coins they want or in-laws whichever coins they want and if the agenda is to get most people onto the crypto world and so for increased control and monitoring then if they say these are the lawful coin these are the legal coins and these are the illegal coins then 99.999% of people are gonna only go on to the new ones, the, the legal ones. And if they did that quickly, then everyone who's got money, when that happens, I don't think it will happen for a long time. If, it, if, if this is the plan, then all that money's fucked and everyone's going to have to FOMO straight into the legal ones. And they could just do it just by saying it and everyone will do whatever they're told because people will put a fucking rod up their ass if the government tells them they have to. People will put a fucking rod up their ass if the government tells them they have to. Well, wouldn't they just regulate 
to the corporations and the companies and just say you you've got to for example you've got to pay all your employees in the new digital yen that if they they could do that easily couldn't they easily easily the xrp agenda which people talk about is i'm not the world's greatest expert so Iggy, you can correct me if i'm wrong but basically this there is this coin called xrp and it's a company called ripple and the company behind it, Ripple, is in bed with the Bank of International Settlements, the World Economic Forum, the European Central Bank, like Christian Lagarde. They are in with central banks all over the world. And their their ledger works as like an intermediary between different currencies. And they're working with banks on running trials on what's called a C, what's it, um, CB central bank cbdc a central bank digital currency if you have all these different countries issuing their own digital currency like a digital dollar a digital pound and you would need some intermediary and they're already working there so at that point if the if governments issue their own digital currencies then there is a company out there with its crypto which would act as an an intermediary between them all but it could be a a faint a sleight of hand because I mean, you could essentially, yeah. you could have a, a scenario where the, the feeling is that the SEC case against Ripple is going to, it's going to go Ripple's way. You know, they're going to give them a payoff and whatnot. But why not just go after Ripple and then, you know, take their patent and give them to some centralised government body? Yeah. And you know, just basically have everything go to zero. Well, they take the technology or or use some other technology. I don't know, and we're not. That would that would fit with kind of what they said because they've been talking a lot like these bankers and people about a level playing field, haven't they? They keep saying these. There's a phrase which they use all the time. It needs to be a level playing field, a level level playing field. So that that could fit with that agenda. I mean, my thought was, even though there's all this talk about you know XRP going to ten thousand dollars, that's kind of stuff. I mean, that could be a similar tactic to when they try and dump the price to try and scare people out of the market, do it the opposite way, you know, pump the price up, it goes to $10 or whatever. And then everyone's expecting 10000 so then it goes straight back to zero, and people are just, like, holding the thing as it goes into the ground. As it plummets, yeah. So I'm kind of like, you know, I'm looking to, I think the whole thing with this is, is to time your exit. I think, you know, if everybody's expecting $10, you want to get out at 9 because this is, this is high risk. Right, but I remember Dipey yeah, was talking earlier how you know his strategy to get out. He you know went to bed, he was going to wake up, and it's or it was already too late. <laughs> yeah, you know Iggy, Iggy, my uh, my dog coins. You know, like we were. I was trying to get on to Pancake Swap last night. Yep. And then Binance wasn't working, and I was going to take my money out and put it there. And I said before I, <laughs> when I left Discord, I said, Yeah. Well, it's not working. It doesn't crash overnight, and it crashed overnight. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you manifest my my end game is I'm hoping to get at least some fuck you money. So the way that the current broader agenda, not the crypto agenda, seems to be going, probably the listeners know that I'm from Jersey. They've just started introducing here, not a full VAX passport completely, but you know the way they bring in like the old Ikean totalitarian tiptoe. Yeah, right. And they've just brought in, bringing in what, like a kind of vaccine passport. At the moment, they're saying, oh, it's just that if you have it, when you come into the island, you don't have to quarantine. 
that's the only thing it is. But you know that's the first step on the way. So if this agenda is encroaching more, it's at least to, ha- to try and find a way to have enough fuck you money to hold out against it. Right. And a better scenario would be to be able to... In fact, I just posted a quote by Schopenhauer. Oh, I can't find it. But anyway, he said to try to find a fireproof room for your time here. Obviously, allegorically. So if it's possible to get enough money to <laughs> buy a shed in a few fields somewhere so I can... I can separate myself out from this shit society and just live out my life as peacefully as possible, observe the craziness, but detach from it. So those are my those are my goals. My, tr- my thought is to try and reduce the number of attack vectors because I could see them doing things like if you're on prescription medication, you know, you go down to the pharmacy and they're saying, well, okay, we'll give you a prescription medication which you are essentially addicted to. And you can't get it unless you've got your vaccine passport. Yeah. So I'm going to figure like a lot of things like if you're in mortgage debt, and that, that's something else they can leverage over you. Like, and I think for me, I'm just thinking, what is the best way to try and reduce the number of attack vectors? And I think with the, with the money situation, like crypto is an opportunity that's here, and it, we could get the rug pulled from under our feet. But is there any other way that? we could amass enough money in the next several months that we could, you know, do something meaningful. Exactly. That's Through. that's my feeling. I'd rather, you know, take the risk and get rug pulled than not take the risk at all. Because at either way, if you, you're going to be working your job or you're going to be in the shit system no matter what. So might as well just take the chance. Yeah. We're, we're getting rug getting rug pulled anyway like just in life so we may as well take an opportunity to like we're going to get rug pulled brought in a broader sense than crypto so we may as well get take the chance of getting rug pulled in crypto exactly yeah like who has any thoughts on the why are they using the vaccine passport anyway why why would they not why would they just not have introduced a passport for everybody so what what advantage is there to the government? So in the US government, for example, if no, let's let's do a proper example. The UK, we know that the UK has at this point had two thirds of the adult population has been vaccinated. You believe that? That's what they're saying. Okay, so if that and and it probably is true to be honest. From every fucking every man and his dog seems to be getting it, don't they? So I think that sounds high. I, 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 when you consider that they forced most of the aged population to have it, and and the majority of the aged people will would have just swallowed it anyway because follow authority. But neither here nor there. Whether it is two thirds or not, even if you've still got a third that hasn't took it, so what you know, what's the point? You know what I mean? That that third, that's a big. You know, that when talking millions of people. Who supposedly haven't taken the vaccine? So why levy a vaccine passport on the population when they could have just levied a passport on the population? It just—it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. Is it just me? Am I, am I thinking wrong here? I'm not quite sure what you mean. But so, do you mean why do they just not have 
They must have known. They must have known. I mean, in in America, it's supposed to be worse in America, isn't it? That that even less people are taking it. They're crying out, but saying that nobody's going to the the vaccine points to to get done. So, you know, say if like 30% of Americans get vaccinated and you've still got like, I don't know, 200 million or whatever that still haven't been vaccinated. What what was the fucking point? What are they going to do? (laughs) I think people, people will have to have vaccine passport even if they haven't been vaccinated. <laughs> like well, this is this is where what I'm what I'm kind of thinking, you know, is, is why are they even calling it a vaccine passport? Why are they not just saying, not, you know, this is this is how it fucking is? Because they're, they're, they're doing everything else, aren't they? They're just fucking getting away with absolute blue murder. Why the why they've gone through all this bollocks to get this shit into people and and then put a, apply a vaccine passport to, to it? It's, it just makes no fucking sense. If you've got okay, the UK's dumb as fuck, so yeah, probably two thirds have took it. But there's the Africans, even the fucking Indians. That the Indians seem to be completely, totally against the COVID agenda. So you just think, you know, how many of them are they going to colour? They're just not. And what you're saying is basically, why don't you just say, right, we've got a new totalitarian government for you. Here's your passport. If you don't like it, fuck you. Which is what they're doing anyway. So what? Why? You know why? Why mince around? Why the pretext? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, why the gaslighting? Exactly. Why, why not just? Why? Why not just fucking just say, look, you've got to have a fucking, you've got to have the passport. I mean, face it, we've all pretty much got this ad that anyway. We had a fucking passport. We got a driver's license. Whatever documents we've got are all linked to the government system anyway. That why are they divvying around with this stupid vaccine passport? It just all they're doing is causing exclusion of a, a massive part of society. I think they they like to operate through stories. I don't think the normies will go along with anything anyway. Uh, it's like they're because their programming seems to work through stories, works most effectively. So even it's they, they seem to have worked out that by having this reason, doesn't matter what the reason is, you create these stories, and once the stories in people's heads, then they always go along their their day with this little story going around their head. Oh yes, we're getting this new passport because it's for the vaccine. And their story goes around their head. They could just do it the way you're saying, but they seem to have worked out that the most effective way for them to run their agendas is by having these backstories always running constantly, and then they just go round and round in the normies' heads their little backstories all the time. Isn't that for? Isn't that like called like manufacturing consent or something like that? That's old Chomsky. But why use force if deception will will work? And it seems to work more effectively. They just there's little stories. Why risk using force? I think that we were talking about this earlier in the Discord. Like there's kind of a it's like a hypnotic effect that that people have. I mean, like see the information we're trying to convey to people who want to go get vaccines. It's very simple. It's these people are not taking any liability. Even if you just stick to the normie narrative, right, and you don't delve into the and the deeper implications of what this vaccine's all about, the message is very simple. But there's kind of like a everyone seems to be hypnotized. Don't sorry, Yugi. Don't don't you think the problem there is is like your example earlier? At the core of it, it is rooted in the fact that most the call them the normies actually believe in the coronavirus, and that's. But I don't think they do. The crooks. I, I don't know. Look at your what you posted. What did they say? They said to protect the little one that they got they got the vax. Protect them from what? Sharks. Well, that's just programming. You're exactly right. They just tend to utter those words, though. They just they they just 
I know so many people who they, you know, they'll go into a shop, they put a mask on, and if you talk to them about it, they'll talk like they actually believe it. But it seems very superficial. But if you, even in the lockdown, like all these people who said that they believed it, they were doing all the stuff that you wouldn't do if you actually thought there was a super deadly bug out there. <laughs> like, I, I know some of you. Exactly. I mean, what, what they've done is, what, I guess in some sense, we're, we're pack animals and. You know, like yeah. our instinct is to, you know, get the temperature of the people around us and do what they're doing in order to fit in, get along. Because, I mean, see if you were like, if you're using another analogy, like if you're in the killing fields, with caveats, obviously. But, you know, if, if you were like, so if you walk down the street, there's a chance you could get shot and you could see the bullets flying. You wouldn't walk down the street. And so these yeah. people are not behaving as though their life's in danger whenever they go to the supermarket. So it's clearly not what they believe. It's clearly not what is going on in their subconscious. They realise that in order to, like, peer pressure is the greatest force in the universe. Just looking around, trying to work out, okay, this is what we're doing now. You know, like, if there's, like, if, if you were in a school and they brought in some new rules, if you were in a school and they brought in, like, a new system, at first no one really knows what's going on, and then people are looking around and you're trying to work out, oh, this is what we're doing now, and then these new behaviours come along. And with the media, they're pumping it out in advance, so they're getting all these images downloaded on, oh, this is how we're behaving now. But I think you're right, so much of it is is on the just on a behavioral level and even when they utter the words like so with the vaccine they'll have they're getting pumped in all this behavioral stuff they're seeing other people get it and they're seeing that other people are saying oh i'm doing it because i need to protect my husband and they just start uttering these words but again i think you're right if you actually look the behavior is still superficial and it is pack based but just to take it back quickly to what iggy said about which links to your thing about the passport uh, tng because Iggy just said, there's a chance if you just said, this is the new totalitarian government, this is what we're doing, that you could get a spark. Because if if we if you'd seen what was happening with the football fans, so they made this big announcement like this, that there's this new European Super League and all the fans go insane. And they say, oh no, we're going to put a stop to it. But if you look at actually what's happening with the, the already there Champions League, they're basically setting it up not that differently because they're changing mm -hmm. it next year. So they're going to get the new system they want where the clubs are going to be able to stay in it basically every year if they qualify or not because they've got all these little scams running to keep them in. So I think that was a setup as well. But you can see that if they just, even though the normies do tend to go along with everything, if they do it, too much of a sudden sometimes there is that spark and again because of their pack behavior if a few of the more vocal ones are like we're not standing for this the others all the other fans start following it but once that ended that little protest then they all start looking what's the reaction oh well we'll just go back to normal so i think there is an aspect where by doing it this way with these stories and little behavior things it just goes more smoothly i think there's the element of the after the deal to it as well you know it's like uh, you know if they say right we want you to live in a in a room that's four feet by four feet with no windows and you're going to eat grass and you know you're going to own nothing you're going to be happy right maybe that's the, the opening gambit but maybe what they're thinking is they'll settle for you know everyone has a digital passport and we all nobody has cars and we can't travel abroad yeah so like a halfway house is where they're really heading to yeah you demand the maximum and then you settle for something and then everybody's happy because they find like you give people two bad choices and you choose the least bad choice. And also then if it doesn't go as bad and the normies can be happy because 
even though like 90% of what conspiracy theorists said was going to happen, happened, they can be comfortable that there wasn't a conspiracy because they'll just focus on the 10% that didn't happen. And I'll say, see, you were wrong about it. The thing that gets me here is, is that they're all basing it on the on the vaccine, the passport. And obviously, the, if you apply that to a social credit score, for every vaccine that you take is going to go on to the social credit score. It's not even just about where you can shop, where you can go. It's also about giving you the, the freedoms through having the vax itself as well. So it still comes back to why, why? the vaccine why are they tipping it with the vaccine when they could have just applied a, a social credit score to a, a neutral system i mean it ask you the question salzburg gold if, if you if they turn around and said to you okay you're gonna have this passport you're gonna have a social credit score depending on where you go what you do and your behavior will let you in to go to the cinema or whatever if you behave yourself would you say no to that anyway you know what I'm saying? If they're saying, okay, this is your, your employer is saying to you, you've got the, the passport, you've got to have the passport to work for us, okay? So you're thinking, okay, I'm going to fucking work here. I've got to have the passport, so I have the passport. But at the end of the day, how is it going to affect you anyway? The vaccine, the whole, the whole thing with the vaccine is that it's rancid and that affects you and you're in a big way. But if you fuck that off, if you fuck the vaccine off and it's just about your behaviour, where you're doing, what you're doing, where you're going, what does everybody do wrong in this in this little group? Apart from talk out about shit, you know what I mean? It's what do you think, history? Do, do you think that if you took the vaccine element away, that that you'd be bothered? I think I mean because I don't think I I don't think I would be to be honest. I don't, there's a lot of different vectors. I mean, it could be that they're using the vaccine as the tool to get us with a digital passport. But it could be vice versa. It could be they're using a digital passport to get us to take the vaccine. And I think there's... Did you guys ever watch that Black Mirror episode that I put up on, on one of the channels? Not yet. The 15, 15 million merits? No, the one you were on about. I haven't seen it. You know the one that that patent everybody's talking about? Where it's 060606. And it's to do with using your, like, your body is linked to cryptocurrency. And you have to perform tasks in order to get cryptocurrency. Um, it could be... Wait, yeah, I'm, I got to test that on, you know, my family members. Maybe that's the whole thing is they, they need a medium in order to link us to the internet, in order to, mm. you know, regulate our behavior. So you this, think this is why the magnets are sticking to everybody's arm then? <laughs> Do you think that's legit? <laughs> you have, or you haven't. See, I've, I've tried a lot of that stuff, and none of it ever seems to, to work out when I look at it. I mean, I got a snowball in the winter there and I tried to, uh, you know, everything was saying it was plastic instead of fire and work, you know, the thing just fucking melted down the water. You know, I've looked at those masks under the microscope and I don't see anything moving around. No. So, I mean, like, you can never write anything off until you've seen it. But could a lot of this stuff be a ruse as well? I'm always keeping that in the back of my mind. The UK government stated, didn't they, in the documents before the COVID crisis, when they were planning it, all this bollocks putting it together, the documents have come out that it's about the fear, that they need the fear, they want the fear as much as they can pump out. That's all, that's what the document, the whole document's about, is spreading fear. So, yeah, okay, the, the normies are fearful of, a, a majority of them will be fearful of the virus, but... 
the rest of us couldn't give a fuck. So maybe the fear, the fear for us is the vaccine and the vaccine passport. It's not the, the virus itself. Yeah, that's that's what I've always had in the back of my head. Is that a possibility that the danger associated with the vaccine has been overblown in order to create, as Dyke would say, you know, a, a bifurcation of man? Like, I'm not saying the vaccine's good or it looks like it's harmless or anything like that, but could it be that we are given our own fear narrative and you've got a dichotomy between the people who are afraid of the vaccine and the people who are afraid of the, the virus? I mean, it could be in there by degrees. It's more like about the, it's about like freedom, like, you know, the fact that they would, to participate in anything, you'd have to take the vaccine, you know, that's the... So you're just talking about control, control through division again between the two groups? Well, see, the thing is, like, they've set up a lot of infrastructure around this scamdemic, like tracking, tracing, all these things. Right, so see if you have like 100% compliance with this vaccine. Like, how then do you justify the intrusive measures regarding track and trace and, you know, like these authoritarian measures? Surely you've taken away all your leverage once everyone's been vaccinated. Well, so it's, we've created this fake problem, right? And we'll have you the fake solution. But in order for that narrative to work, then that fake solution has to give you a fake new normal. Whereas if you keep the, the population divided, even if it's only 5% won't take the vaccine, and 95% do take it, then you still have your justification there for your totalitarian, you know, your authoritarian measures that you've implemented. And so, so in a sense, maybe they need the, the so-called anti-vax movement. So they're creating that fear, and they're sending fears to both sides of the spectrums. I'm not saying that I think this, this vaccine is a good thing. We should not be worried about it, but it's, it's definitely an angle to consider. The thing is, I, I don't mind. There's an idea in the conspiracy scene which is, oh, we all need to unite and come together and oneness. And to me, oneness always seems part of their agenda, whether it's in the old control systems, like the one body of Christ, one church, whether it's in the new age, we're all one. And in the conspiracy culture, it's that, oh, they divide us to conquer us, but if we all just come together, it seems to me that being one is the herd. That's what the herd is. It's, it's oneness. It's the Borg. So... They may well know that, and they may well be using it for their agenda. But if, like, 95% are good, because, just, you know, you said about what if the agenda is this crypto agenda to get everyone on it. Well, we know that in their own documents, Pfizer call their vaccine a, an operating system. So another example would be, say, this is very allegorical, so this I'm just using this as an example. I'm not saying this is what's happening, although it could. If suddenly 95% of the population are going to plug into the matrix and stick that thing in the back of their head, I'm not going to do it. And so if, if there's people orchestrating a division, and this is now the reality of the situation that's before me, then I'm going to be walking a different path to the rest of the idiots in the world not much i can do about that so if the people i mean they have more control they author the stories and the the herd follows them and the divide may be used to conquer if that's what is happening then division is what is coming so i'm happy to divide myself from these idiots if that's what they want to do then you've got the united states which doesn't seem to be going down the same as everywhere else either as well so are they really I mean, Biden and the Biden administration are all COVID mad, aren't they? But you've got all these governors and states that are saying bollocks to the COVID rules. So, you know, it doesn't make much sense. 
yeah, I guess you've got to make special allowances for the US as they've got the largest standing army in the world, potentially. But I mean, I guess if you don't have a Florida in Texas, then you've got no release valve, you know, and it's, I guess it's like, you know, if you corner an animal, you know, you don't give them any options. So you've always got, I guess, leave people with some options. Like, it's the same as, like, if you give someone two bad choices, they'll choose the least bad. Whereas you give them no choices, then the only thing you can do is, is fight. It's endless. There's still these black lives matter bollocks as well isn't it and uh, what's going on with all that and you've still got obviously Greta and her bullshit climate change which is building and building and building yeah and i mean in the uk they're blatant about it now aren't they with the the climate agenda that's what it is they're, they're going... and, uh, i think uh i think elon musk just said uh they're gonna stop accepting bitcoin as a form of payment to uh <laughs> save the environment you're joking what for i'm oh. For Teslas, for to buy Tesla cars, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think he just, I, I think he just uh, flopped back now. That's such a piece of nonsense. That's crazy. These cars are nonsense, aren't they? They're just supposed to have this amazing cruise con- automatic con- cruise control, and can they all crash and burn? Yeah, I think he is the controlled opposition to the electric car. It probably is, isn't it? Because you, th- you think about Audi and BMW and whoever else, they're all releasing their own versions, aren't they now? So. And you've got the electric bikes as well that they're bringing out, and I want one of them hoverboards. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> they're awesome, man. The trouble, as always, is that because we don't write the stories or the agenda, so you're always left trying to figure out, figure out what, what they're doing. But the agenda has obviously been going on for a long time, and we are just at one point in it. So sometimes I think it doesn't make sense necessarily at this exact point, but we don't know how long into the future their agenda has to play out. So probably... Right, we don't know what it means either. Like, I mean, it could be that in order to enact their agenda, they need to have a system of making electronics that was that could make dust-sized sensors. And, you know, to make that kind of stuff, you know, you need economies of scale with millions of people in hundreds of countries developing this technology. And once they've got a technology, they don't need that infrastructure anymore. But we, we don't know what they're trying to do. Because if you roll back to the 80s or the 60s, like why did they allow that progressive level of prosperity to happen? You know, surely you could have nipped that in the bud earlier rather than let it get to a certain point and then direct it in the opposite direction downwards back into poverty. Because I've been for a long time, the standard of living and whatnot, whatever metrics you measure that by, was going up. You know, people had more disposable income. Don't you think that's not really down to anything to do with... Rich or poor, it was more to do with a level of creativity and... I don't know. An, in, an invention, maybe? Maybe. Maybe they just needed the excuse to roll the technology itself out because that started... Well, in the reality, it started back before the Nazis arrived. So, with the computers, didn't it? Let's say, up, right? Let's say you're, you're planning to have a world in which, you know, maybe there's 100 million elites and 400 million slaves... Right, but you don't want to lose any of your toys, any of your tech. I mean, you have to get to a certain point where you could, things like 3D printers, where you could make your own goods without having a supply chain. You know, I mean, there's, 
I'm just really kind of talking out loud that there could be metrics that we're not thinking of at the moment. Because, I mean, see, you know, to have like a supply chain where you've got electronics and, you know, everything's software based and whatnot, that, that requires participation from millions of people with, with certain skills. So it could be that they've, they've required a certain level of skill to get something that they wanted. And, you know, maybe that situation's changed. I don't know. I know it's fishy. You know, it's always freaking fishy, isn't it? But you just... I know. The other thing is, is like the decade, isn't it? Every time they, they went across a decade, so from the, the 1980s to the 1990s and the way they changed the culture to reflect that the next decade, you, mm-hmm. you couldn't have anything more different from decade to, to decade, could you? From the, like the 70, 60s to 70s to 80s to 90s, yet still you got that underlying push of enterprise and growth. and Degenerative. You know, and even now, even today, that all they're bothered about is the the GDP of the, of each country. And uh, you know, if we look at what that what was that frigging site again? I always forget oh, that the, name of it, the one. one that did the predictions, the one that did the predictions for the yeah. population and the GDP. And oh, Deagle, Deagle, that was it. I mean, you look at look at that. And the GDPs and, and whatever, you know, the United States and Britain and it's shit. It's, it's absolutely appalling. The military's down the pan. China and India are the same. And you think, well, and then your thing with the, with the push that you've just talked about, you push with the, okay, from the technology side, I suppose you can understand that. But I mean, what sense is there anyway? I mean, we we know that climate change is, is bullshit. We know it's bullshit. They've just gone through an expansion of industry and then destru- started destroying industry and they completely annihilated it, haven't they? Right. And now what's left is all got to go carbon neutral. Hydrogen planes. It's basically a death sentence. It's like I mean, going backwards on themselves, isn't it? Like, see the, the whole idea of, I mean, the whole thing is basically that they don't want us to be breathing. And I think the, the whole CO2 agenda is basically, that's the, the push of it. What if we're making a basic assumption here, which is wrong, that the basic assumption that the people who rule the show. Well, what if the people who rule the show aren't the same people who usually rule the show? What if that assumption is wrong? It was a coup. Yeah. Yeah. Right. With what we just thought, just talked about, it almost would almost fit with what's happening. Just thinking loud on it. So obviously, there's the whole QAnon thing. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a cutard, but sometimes in these things there is an element of truth hidden within it. Now the Q followers they apply this, but only fifty percent of the way. So they think like the Democrat Party there was a coup. So they I think they kind of they're up with you know this Biden fakery and stuff. They only see it on one side and just in their own country. So if you took that idea and expanded it out, that is the whole shebang which got taken over. It's certainly a possibility and it would fit with the weird stuff that you've been seeing, TNG, and it would fit with the lockdown. Well, yeah. And we know I caught Trump after he pissed off and Biden was inaugurated. What was Trump doing? He was off in Davos, wasn't he? He was off to Davos, mixing with the great resetters. So what's going on there? A good story always has a twist towards the end. And the person writing the story can in whatever twist they want so you like if you're if you're following a murder mystery the like, say it's agatha christie she can leave all these clues and you could be following the clues and you could predict who the murderer was 
best you can based on what she's put into the book so far and you could predict the murderer and that would be the best guess from the story that's been told so far but because there's someone else writing it they can put whatever twist in and even though someone who was completely wrong and didn't understand anything that was going on in the plot you could take a guess and the twist could make their guess correct we could be looking at everything accurately from what we've seen the agenda play out in the past and going on. But if there is, are we completely wrong? Oh, yeah. But this Trump, don't they? They all have that stupid rainbow agenda. Parliament and saying, I'm going to put legislation through to stop men in the clock at night. And seems separate to... Wind. Yeah, I don't fucking know. You've got Bill Gates, who's divorcing a trainer. You've got Obama. <laughs> Obama, who's his first lady, was a Trannery. Obama is obviously clearly part of the free set a lot as well. He's Biden's master controller with the, with the witch. So yeah, because I've mentioned before how I've called Christianity the control, like the previous control system. And there's Alan Watt talk, talked about that and about how there was an older control system. Then they moved everyone onto the Christian control system. Or the it would be the Abrahamic. There'd be Islam for other places. And now they're moving on to the next stage, which is like the transhumanist control system. But, and I've said, if you look at Christianity, you can take so much of the Christian belief and it lines up just like New Age does with transhumanism, if you think about it a bit more broadly. So with the tranny agenda, I can't remember the exact biblical quote, but there's a part in the gospel where there's someone who was married, then there's a woman and she married and then he died and she got married again and she got married again. And then the question's asked and Jesus says, well, don't you know in heaven people aren't going to get married because male and female is only part here of this fallen world, but in paradise there isn't this division anymore between male and female so it's another aspect of where um the old control system is foreshadowing this new control system and one way you could think about it is if you're moving more into this transhumanist world then the older materiality you can't say the word in the second that's kind of like a sign of the, the older material world being moved into a new form of material world whereby those bodily differences are going to be left behind and by putting it all in your faces with all these leaders and all this talk it gets people subconsciously ready for the that part of the agenda which is part of the broader transhumanist agenda that would just be one idea well, if it's I, how much talk I hear about man being an angel trapped in a meat suit from all these click type YouTubers. But I don't know. It certainly looks like they're going to close off the Christian religion at some point. Or as you was on about merging it all into one. But I think most of them have already been primed from Christianity mm. to accept the new one. They just don't realise it. I mean, it's kind of happened in the past because hey, we have to take into account the historical stories. But if you look at Protestantism, and so that was viewed as, oh, we're getting away from, you know, the papist religion. Now we've got the real Christianity. So then you had all these different sects. And if you look into the history of those sects, there was one group I was looking at today called the Shakers, who originally called the Shaking Quakers. And so many of them 
for like the pilgrims, the people that went over to America. Now, even if that didn't happen, say these people were just started in America, the religions that they had, all these Protestant sects in America, especially in the Northeast, so New England and all those kind of areas, which is traditionally thought of as like the pilgrim areas, if if there's any Americans listening, they might tell me I'm wrong, but those kind of areas, if you look at a lot of their beliefs, they were very utopian and a lot of them had like no division between men and women. Women could be, uh, it was all, it was all very communistic. And where did the whole, it's not really liberal, but the modern liberal, ultra liberal agenda start? It starts in the, like the, this part of America and a lot of people call that kind of liberalism godless pro protestantism so protestantism was the older form and then it became this liberalism which is now taking over so you can see how they're always the new agenda which is coming they're always putting into the old control system before they're moving it on so it's just step by step by step so you can see that moving down into the next step again but it, it and that flowed all the way down from papism to these protestant cults in europe to these protestants set in eastern america which come into this ultra liberal agenda which is now spreading out all over the world so they're always in the last control system it has the foreshadowing of the next one which has and that new next one has the foreshadowing of the next one as they move along so i think because of that most people are so primed for what is coming with the new age agenda that most people are just going to jump on board with it sorry that was a bit of a tangent <laughs> no no i think you're spot on i think it's a case of you know in each era they've always tried to make the create a blueprint for the ideal citizen and i think you know christianity you know like you said is kind of it served its purpose so it's for a different era and um, so they're trying to transition the rituals into a new framework and it, this links with what you were saying before about you have to have a small amount of people divided off in the old days they were the heretics right or in the anglican agenda they were the dissenters so you always have to have that small group of people who aren't part of the mass, so that's kind of factored into their equation. That would fit with the Vax one, that would fit with the older control system as well. That's that same, like, mirroring in the older control system and the new control system. I think, I mean, they've definitely flirted and they're still doing that with, you know, moving the Christian model into climate agenda and space travel and these things. You know, the ascension of man being going to Mars. That doesn't go anywhere, though, does it? So where, where is it always going to be a pipe dream? Can you imagine in, like, 2,200 and that some knob jobs still say, you know, we're just getting ready to... Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. we've got the technology built. We've managed to rebuild the technology and, and we should have it ready in uh, 30 years. All you've got to do is explain it away. Five more, five more years. Five more years, we'll get through the Van yeah. Allen belt again. We're almost, almost there. And once they get through the Van Allen belt, it'll be something else. You know, it's you can always... When your, your story is... <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's a lie, so it only has to be... It's, it's like the analogy of, like, skimming a stone off the water. You know, like, it doesn't have to have any depth. It just has to bounce off there, you know? Because people might say, like, well, why is it taking 100 years to get back to the moon or whatever? Well, and as long as they're given an explanation, then they can go back to their lives and they never have to, you know, delve any deeper. You don't have to ask any questions. And if you start asking them the questions, they'll be like, la, 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 I don't want to hear it. Exactly. Because what, what does heaven function as in the old control system? It means you can make people, you can have people live like shit in basic slavery, but with this promise of heaven, the utopia to come. So 
<laughs> you basically have people living in, you know, the shit new world order, but they're always saying, oh, and you combine it with the climate thing, saying, oh, we can't really live properly here because otherwise the whole Earth will die. But soon we'll be able to go to Mars and then we'll live utopia. So that will be the promise of the Martian utopia. Yeah, right. As long as you can sacrifice in the, the short yeah. term. Keep sacrificing, we'll get there. Right, you know, it's the same with COVID as well. You know, keep taking your your uh, your holy water and, uh, you know, then we'll get back to the new normal of the old normal, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, but they're, they're doing the reverse now, though, aren't they, with the signalling? What they're saying now is that, well, firstly, they're saying that they want to develop drugs instead of using a vaccine to cope with it. And secondly, they just want to treat it as a, as a regular cold or flu, which it, all it never was right <laughs> yeah. in the beginning anyway. But that's what they're saying. Right now in the UK, we're still in lockdown, but what they're saying is we're going to be out of it. Yeah, but whether whether you believe that is another matter altogether. Obviously, the next wave will suddenly hit in September or whatever, and that'll be it. But they've kind of changed in their narrative. They're changing their narrative. I remember this time last year when they started easing off and they weren't fully, they were kind of murmuring about the second wave, but it wasn't really. And everyone, I, I was talking to people and they're saying, oh, yeah, we're planning for the end of summer. And everyone was saying how they think it's pretty much over. And I was kept saying to people this time last year, we are going to be in full lockdown next winter and no one would believe me. And I was the same. I can remember being in a queue outside Greg and I just started chatting to the guy in front of me. And so I said, this is going to suck in the winter. And he was like, well, hopefully by the winter it'll be over. And I was like, man, <laughs> these people are just fucking sleepwalking into a nightmare and they'll believe anything. My fear for the winter is... When I say fear, I don't mean I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm sitting here worried about it. I mean in like the sense that this is what I think may happen. Is last winter okay? Up until now, they've been. Ho- it's just been one giant hoax, and I don't know what is in their what is in their vaccine. But it's possible that if there is some truth to the vaccine causing causing some problems next flu season then if that is the plan and i don't and you do start seeing a significant amount of death of deaths which are being caused by the vaccine and something happening in the next flu season then that will most likely be pinned on the unvaxxed even though it will be obvious that it's the vax they'll still they've set that up already so i think there is and again you don't know but even though it's, it seems like they're easing off, for me, I think it's they're just replaying the same script from last year, maybe with some slight variations. But whether the vax does cause that in the winter or not, I think we're going to be in very similar lockdowns next year, next winter. COVID-21. And probably to get people to take the new, there'll be a new variant of the vaccine and this is yeah this is going it's going to be endless vaccines and whatever they're doing with its control system whether because mrna to me is basically people are looking for nanobots on the the test but people are thinking about it as then little machines as in little bits of metal but uh, isn't a nanobot just on the level of molecules or just whatever in their story some molecules that you're creating to do something so what is mrna apart from a nanobot Really? Yeah, it's, it's a script. It's a, a hardware, a software. I don't know. Is it a hardware or software update? I don't know. Software, isn't it? It's a messenger message. How would you characterise that? 
Can I briefly talk about how we can't know the story? Just maybe a slight tangent. For me personally, I know that I'm not writing this script and I don't know if they're going to put a big twist in. It, on a practical sense, what I do know is that this is going somewhere I don't, I don't like anyway. Well, see the thing is, right, I've been thinking, but see from the very beginning of this thing and probably for some time prior to that, um, we've been right about everything. You know, see when this whole thing started last year and like, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve. I mean, I was straight away. I wasn't like, Okay, let's see what happens. And I was like, no, this is this is not what they present as. This is something completely different. And you know, the whole way along, we've always been on the right side of what was going to happen. So I think that the best guess that we could take at the moment is, like you said, type that there's going to be, you know, this next wave, which is going to be potentially driven by vaccine damage. And that well, that's borne out anyway, Diggy, isn't it? It's, it's borne out by the research that is out there and the studies that were done on the original coronavirus vaccines. Right, that looks like the likeliest. That looks like the likeliest scenario, though. And like, when have we, when have we been wrong for? The original. Sorry, go ahead. Coronavirus vaccines had the effect on on animals and on kids and whatever else they tested them on. They, f- they fucking killed them, didn't they? So when they caught the the raw virus or the raw common cold or whatever it was, so that's what Dave is saying. That's what we ex- expect expect to happen this winter. But the thing that gets me is putting the nurses aside because I bet none of them have probably had the vaccine at all or very few. I'd be so. I think you'd be surprised. I think, you think so? Them, probably. I've been pressured. Everyone I know in the medical, like who's a doctor or a nurse, is, is taking it, and I've been astonished by how poorly informed medical doctors are. Oh, they're just shit, don't they? But to be honest, I've been that way for a long time. They only know the official story, and they they will never have read any paper on it. They just read the headlines, basically. The guidelines and the evidence is out there that they've been, you know, they've been given letters and notes and whatever. This is what you you're gonna do this, or you're on the chopping board. Right. Like you say, they've all got mortgages. They've all got no one's gonna no one's gonna say anything ever. So the thing is, you, you could always you can anticipate that potentially there's a twist in the tale, a twist in the story. But we've been right all along, so it would be a departure for what we are saying to be different from what happens. That that's my my working assumption. And I say I've been telling people the whole way along what's going to happen, like months ahead, and people. <laughs> yeah, right. I feel forget, but some people I know have memories, and they're like, "How do you know everything that's going to happen?" And I'm like, "Yeah, well, nobody ever listens. That's the thing." They'll say, like I said to them, see if you put that mask on, right, you're going to be wearing that for the rest of your fucking life. Right? And they're like, no, no, it won't be like that. You know, in a couple of months, you know, things are going to be different. We'll take the mask off. And, you know, six months later, they're still wearing the mask. Then it's like, oh, but it's only going to be a couple more months. And, you know, I'm not going to take this vaccine. And then they get the first bit of pressure and they just take the vaccine. Yeah. I, I tell people. And, like, nobody ever says, you know what, you are right. This literally never happens. Yeah, I know. I told people before the first lockdown, because when they were announcing like they're going to have the vote in Jersey, so this is like a week before, I was telling people, if this vote goes through, we're going to be in lockdown this time next year. <laughs> and people are like, no, it's only for two weeks. And I thought, I'm telling you. So on that basis, what you just said, like you say, I don't know any twist in the tale, so I'm not making a prediction if anyone's listening. But my working assumption, based on, like I was saying, you know, someone's writing, say, a detective story, and I'm trying to make my assumption what the end is my assumption is is that there's an easing off this summer and i think it may be eased off more than last summer was yep 
But when the flu season starts, the different there will be a difference between last year because last year there wasn't any excess death. Excess death. It was just a big hoax. My assumption is that this time we will be seeing. I don't know how much. I don't think it's going to be like ninety percent of the population no. dropping dead. Probably significant larger amount in the elderly and maybe a significant but not skyrocketing most people. And it's going to as well. I think it's going it's to happen because of the vaccine, if that does happen. And I think it will be blamed on two things, a new variant. And they're already laying some on the ground at the moment with India. And I think they'll say that this time, it, and you're already seeing some of this now, that it's going to be affecting the young and there's going to be serious scapegoating of the unvaxxed. So that's my working assumption for the summer, a bigger easing off probably, and the winter is not going to be good next year. That's my working assumption. Yeah, but the thing is with this whole thing is that all the council members, all the MPs or whatever, they've all had the vax, or at least I assume they've had the vax. So, and all the police officers. So all these people that are going to maybe catch a real cold and then have a bad reaction to that and end up dropping down either really ill or just die so who's going to be controlling what that if you have a real pandemic happening two things i would say is that one if you have a commie revolution after the revolution happens you take out the people who helped you run the revolution but that's one perspective what i think may be more likely is that we don't know so some people say that all the vaxxers are placebos so other people say we don't know that what all the batches are whether they are mixing in placebos with real so then you can manage how much of an actual pandemic you want because it's different everything has batch numbers everything's traced so we, we don't know what's being sent out so it's possible that it is a mixture of which placebo and operating system at first and if you're doing multiple doses so you have to do over time you can know who's getting what and you can increase the amount of people who are actually getting the real operating system or whatever it is you're putting into people I don't think it necessarily has to be purely it's a perceived. So someone can go, oh, I got it and nothing happened to me. So we don't, they, we don't know what batches are. Yeah, exactly. I think it's the, see the one area where I think we could be getting misled is, you know, see the idea that everyone's going to drop dead. Like, I think that would be an overplaying of their hand. I don't think that really serves their agenda. I think that they're more into something that, you know, maybe cuts your lifespan in half. Because see if everyone drops dead, that had the vaccine, you know, we we're vindicated in that case. Whereas if they have like a more like a slow kill, then they can still say they can still come up with pretexts and make a narrative fit it. That, and I think they want people to die slowly as well because it's expensive to die, and you know and it gives them a pretext to you know take their assets before they go. You're managing your livestock, right? There's any sudden movement, it's it's the whole boiling frog thing, you know. If they move suddenly, you know, you could get a reaction. Whereas you, you want to just do enough. But that plays into the world government thing, then, though, doesn't it? Because you, you you know that it, the fingers are going to be pointed at the individual governments. It's not going to be pointed at the UN, is it? Or the World Health Organization. It's going to be pointed at Hair uh, Cranky and Boris and whoever else. Yeah, and they all know they they're taking the fall in advance. You probably get a tap on the shoulder, Arby. Oh, this is the role you're going to be. This is the job you're going to be playing out. 
it's gonna be it's gonna be do you remember last summer though remember what it was like that feeling of waiting because we all knew that the lockdowns were coming like the second wave was coming and it was just that feeling of waiting for the next stage of the agenda to kick in and it was almost like can you just get on can you just get on with it was that bollocks give, giving you christmas as well what, i mean what was that about oh, yeah. what, what, what the hell <laughs> why did they even do that I don't know. <laughs> just uh, a lot of it is more with like confusion type you know it's still up obviously putting in the two sides of the of the story in, into the narrative and into the media but it's just a general confusion anyway so you you don't know what to think you don't know what, what to do so you have to turn do you think there could be any surprises like do you think they've got a card? I still suspect, still have that in the back of my mind that we, we still could be having, having a reset type scenario and I'm not on about hair swabs reset. Right. Still playing there in the back of my mind. It's been there all along. And I st- still think, w- what better cover? Especially when they started piping on about that bloody asteroid scenario or whatever it is. That would be a good one. If it, to drill it out. All you've got to do is make it in Siberia or the Pacific Ocean or something. You don't, you don't even have to have it. All you have to say is that there's an asteroid coming and we all have to work together and it's going to cost a fortune. So we're all going to have to pay. An asteroid tax. You're going to have to give us, like, and you're all going to have to work for free, but we're all in together so we can build all this stuff. And we're all going to have to monitor everything. We have, we have to have all the what? resources we need. So we're going to have to like manage all the resources. So we'll have to put all the resources onto crypto so we know how everything's working and people will all be like yeah we're all in together we've got to save the world and we already know the only way that we can save the world is to give the government more of our money that's the only way you can save the world and then you go oh it worked <laughs> yeah, you set you, you send up a fake rocket with like some people on and then they or you send up a fake uh, something or other and then two days later they they put on the headlines oh the plan works and the asteroid missed by ten thousand miles which actually <laughs> in space is about the equivalent of a snooker ball two millimeter <laughs> they're talking about snooker balls or something <laughs> you can you can write that stuff yourself man <laughs> I know. you've just cracked the crypto so the value of the cryptocurrency is the mining potential and mineral value of the asteroid, which is three times the GDP of the whole <laughs> Earth. <laughs> the centre of Jupiter is a diamond the size of the planet Earth. <laughs> but you'll never see it or find out where we'll go there. The government's going to have they'll make sure it's distributed fairly to everyone. Don't, don't you worry about it. Right, I, I, I was, I was going to say something stupid. I'm backtracking. Harry, go, go for it. <laughs> no, I was, I was only going to say, like again, I mean, I've got, I've got, I'm forty. I've got forty years. So, so I mean, I used the word fear before about you know my fear is for the winter, and I like, but at the same time, being aware of all of it, because there are some people, I guess, who say, oh, we should just view the vaccine as a hoax and. You people are all being scared like the normies are because of the vaccine. But I'm really, really not because, I don't know, I'm kind of at the point where I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just going to see what's going to happen. Like, Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of at the point of view, you know, like, we have to try and counteract what they're going to do as best we can. But, you know, see if something comes along like, you know, this vaccine has actually got a killer pathogen, you know, that sheds from the vaccinated and kills unvaccinated. 
then you know that's that's checkmate. You know, there's not really anything we can. How do you respond to that? You don't, do you? So if it's something like that, then we just have to say, you know, you know, you get your hamlet cigar and just, <laughs> just yeah, just go out as with as much dignity as you can. What punch a Jew with a cigar in the other end? Right. <laughs> I'm just I'm just going to look up that little, because I like it, that little quote I found by Schopenhauer today. I'm just going to read it out because obviously he's a complete pessimist, but you won't be able to see it, but there's a nice picture of a, of a guy and he's got like a little wooden cabin and he can see out over the countryside. And the quote by Schopenhauer is, it is really the greatest absurdity to try to turn this scene of woe and lamentation into a pleasure resort. Whoever takes a gloomy view regards this world as a kind of hell and is accordingly concerned only with procuring for himself a small fireproof room. Such a man is much less mistaken. So I'm not saying, just say it is, you know, a bad scenario coming down the line and like he says you know we you can we try and do our best to counteract it but if it gets to a certain point i i want to have myself the equivalent of a fireproof room by which i mean some way of being detached from the great show and to be able to observe it as a slightly distant observer because the lemmings are going to be driven off a cliff because as Nathan Oakley pointed out, the idea of lemmings willingly jumping off a cliff was faked by Disney for a movie, and Disney actually drove lemmings off the cliff. So if the lemmings are going to allow themselves to be driven off a cliff, at some point, once you see them running head first, then you've got to step back and watch it happen once they get to that point where there's fuck all you can do about it. Well, on that note, I'm going to stop the recording <laughs> and just say thank you to Salzburg Gold, who's buggered off already, and thank you to Yiggy Pop, and a big thank you to Dapey Dapey, as usual. Hello. And, uh, and we'll see what we call this one, because this is not going to be the last one to believe. We're going to call it someone else, but I'll have a think. Awesome, man. And uh, thank you very much, everybody. Say goodbye. Bye. Cheers. Have a good one. Goodbye. Personally, I have auto-hoaxed the coronavirus. I don't believe the telescreen's wild tales unless I have a damn good reason. The only evidence I have to believe that the coronavirus is a biological reality is through sources that I no longer accept as worth a damn thing. For those not auto-hoaxing, but open to the possibility of hoaxery, consider the following. Those who run the show seem to have the motive the means and the opportunity to hoax the biological virus. Surely this is enough to put them on trial, metaphorically speaking. It also seemed to fit with their modus operandi of lying and fakery.
genetically engineered and deliberately released virus. But the coronamine virus is a deliberately engineered mimetic mutation of a broader class of mind viruses, which includes the climate alarm mind virus, the overpopulation mind virus, the war mind virus, and the nuke mind virus. If it is used to artificially create economic depression and artificial scarcity, it is not hard to imagine how this mind virus could indirectly kill many others. Even then, perhaps only in those suffering from the scarcity mind virus. Even if there is some illness out there, the most likely thing to kill you is the fear that the corona mind virus produces. Seriously, many people could die as a result of the corona mind virus. Please do not take this as fear porn. There is very little in this realm to be scared of. And I suggest to you that the only way to live sanely and without worry amongst the constant barrage of propaganda is to auto-hoax, unless one has a damn good reason not to. Comparing humans to farm animals. 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 <laughs>